What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Tall and Short of It podcast. We're recording on Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. Coming at you in a new year. I'm your host, Justin. I'm Aaron. Welcome back, everyone. It's good to, to see you all. Good how to we see feeling? you as well. Yeah, good um, to see you too, man. How, how are we doing this evening? Uh, doing good. Uh, I've had a busy-ish week. I think I said maybe last week. I forget if I mentioned it, but I'm covering at one of our properties this week uh, while the property manager's out sick. So I've been uh, kind of tossed into the middle of stuff that I haven't done in a little while, which is, yep. I mean, it's a good refresher, but it's time consuming just because I don't remember how to do everything as quickly. So it right. takes me a little time to refresh and then get stuff done. But Overall, not too bad. Nice. Now, were you able to uh, spend any time on the real estate this week? I have not been able to, unfortunately. Um, hmm. I did find some different uh, programs last week, but so far this week, I have not really uh, made moves on it. So still still figuring out what exactly I need to do or want to do with it. And I'm also waiting for some responses from the PA board of or like there's a real estate council that has information and their website sucks. So I can't find anything on it. So Ooh. I'm waiting for email responses. Right. Damn. That's rough. We kind of ran into the, to a similar thing with the like COVID regulations for massage therapy. The I believe PA it. board had little Terrible. to no information as to what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah, you got it, man. It was uh, it was pretty rough. So yeah, I'm, I know exactly how you're feeling. Yeah, and on that, even at the beginning of the pandemic with COVID, I had signed up for this email list that was supposed to like update, or it was a text message thing that was supposed to update me on any changes to like local regulations. Can you go out if there's this or that? And it would always just send me the same link to a website and I would click the link and it would have nothing on it. I'm like, damn. They're like, oh, new news regarding COVID in the pencil in Pennsylvania. I'd click the thing, and it would just be like, there, there's nothing on the site. Right. Just the numbers that there were the day before, the same info, or or nothing. Like I couldn't even find what news they were talking about. There were no links, no articles. It was just almost a blank page it had Jeez. a spot where the news was supposed to be but nothing ever like would show up there oh wow so the, gov the government needs to get their it together because it's terrible i had so clicked on doing the real estate stuff when i was looking at it last week like half the links i clicked on were dead links that mm. they just went to like the 404 not found page right I'm like, why is this still on the PA state website. <laughs> yeah, you would no think sense. after a year of a year after dealing with this, like somebody would have been back to update that web page. Just any of them, like yeah, yeah. that's so, crazy. Yeah, but uh, but how's your week been, man? Uh, pretty good. I found out. Um, I found out the other day that Wawa now has French fries and burgers on their menu now Wait. I, I don't know i was at wawa today and did not see that i'm curious now that was going to be my very next point was there is a chance that the store that's near us is like a test store 
right? Uh, so like they get product first, they get the equipment first, try gotcha. it out, see how well it sells, and then you know whatever. Um, so we had French fries at Wawa. Interesting. And how I were was, they? They they were okay. I wish they were crispier, but okay. I mean, um, it could be like almost like almost black, and I'd be like, eh, it's it still could be crispier. <laughs> Right. So like whatever it was, was fine. They tasted great though. Um, but I was making jokes to, I was making jokes to Sarah where I like the, the, the premise was that must've been the main complaint that Wawa got. If the only complaint that Wawa ever got, like you would just see on their page, just comment after comment after comment, like, Oh, your bathrooms are immaculately clean and your your staff is so friendly. But where the fuck are the french fries? Or True. I love your sandwiches, the gas is so cheap, thank you so much. But where the fuck are the french fries? Right? Yeah. And just had like accolade after accolade after accolade, but like every customer is saying where the fuck are the fries, right? We were like the only ones in there. I was like, you know, kind of kind of punching it up a little bit and one of the dudes one of the dudes behind the register, he like walks over and he's like, Hey, you're talking about the fries so much. Like, did you order them? And I was like, yeah, we got two orders. And he's like, yeah, good shit. And he's like, they taste great. I was like, hell yeah. But it was, it was so funny. I w we were so excited when we saw it, like pop up on the screen. We were like, Oh no. And we like, well, get them quick before they run out. That's awesome. Funny. I've only had one moment like that with like food. I was driving. It was when I lived in Virginia, I was driving through Maryland back up here to visit um and i stopped at a burger king which normally i don't do because arby's right. is usually my go-to uh there you go my go-to travel food and they have the meats they do and i know a lot of people think arby's is disgusting but it's my favorite so. I, to be fair it's all gross no matter no matter what you're getting it's all gross True. wherever it's at it's pretty bad for you but uh but this burger king had mozzarella mozzarella sticks and mozzarella Ooh. sticks are like it like any place that i see see them on a menu like i'm ordering apparently it was a test and so i got them and then they were actually really solid mozzarella sticks but then they never actually came out with them at Damn any other place hard. So no. like I went other places and was like try was I had tried to ask for the mozzarella sticks. So I'm like, yeah, we don't have those. I was like, damn. Come on. Killing me. Right. Uh, Can you imagine like like I wonder if if regions of Burger Kings feel clicky with other regions where they're like Man, those Northwesterners always get the fried stuff. We have to try the salads and junk down here. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> is it like different types of foods for different markets? I It has to be, I think, because even uh, there was an Arby's down in Virginia when I was yeah. going. I was driving down to South Carolina for vacation. I was driving through and we stopped and they were selling like zucchini bread and shit like that. And I'm like... I'm like okay like they right. had some it was like a partnership with a local company or something like that and they were selling like straight out of the arby's and i was like this is weird this is not hmm. corporate as <laughs> like i would expect right um That's but i think cool. they also had some like chicken 
stuff that like chicken sandwiches and stuff that I didn't usually see at Arby's. Right. So, well, yeah, that's so I think neat. it might be a regional ish thing. That reminds me of the that reminds me of the opening to Pulp Fiction mm. where um uh what's his name? Uh John Travolta's character is talking about like the Royale with cheese. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, like that's so funny. He's like Oh man, so good. I'm not. I'm not even gonna try and do like do a John Travolta, but uh, yeah, it's just good stuff. Great movie making. Absolutely, that's a that's a phenomenal movie. That's a fun one. But yeah, man, we got a pretty good show uh, in store this evening. Uh, what do you think? What's first on? Uh, what's first on the docket? Uh, I was thinking we could start out with LCS and how that went. So okay, well. Uh, first impressions how do you think it went i mean it was not as um close as i expected it to be like this early in the season i think with a lot of teams changing things up i think i expected um these teams to have a little bit in the the semi semifinals here to have a little bit closer or no sorry quarterfinals Mm. um i was gonna say we still have the semis to go to have a little bit closer matchups, but three two O's. The TSM Cloud Nine series was like kind of what I expected across the board. Um with it going to three games, mm-hmm. like both teams looking pretty competitive in, in certain areas. Um but yeah, I mean it's a it's a like beginning of the season tournament. So it's just nice to see League of Legends back. So right. Yeah, I agree. Um Overall, I think the Cloud9 TSM game, and I'm not sure, to be honest, I I don't think I can really comment on the pick and ban too much because I don't understand itemization and the the newer champions too much, right. like Rel and Samira, mm-hmm. which were a big factor, at least in game two of the Liquid series. Right. Um, so I don't know. So, so I don't know about all that totally. But what I will say is Liquid looked far above and away better than the team they played, Evil Geniuses, right? Uh, FlyQuest. FlyQuest. Um, and Cloud9 and TSM look to be kind of on that level. TSM obviously being maybe the weaker of the two. Slightly. Um, it wasn't a, I, it wasn't a huge gap, I don't think. No, neither, neither do I. But the, the Liquid series had a significant discrepancy in, I think, like, gameplay. Liquid was just, uh, they were just all over them. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things that I was curious to see was how Licorice did in a new team, and he kind of got bodied by Alfari. And I know Alfari's really good. He's been hyped up in LEC for a couple years and just been on a bottom-tier team. Um, So I I did have expectations of him to do well, but I didn't expect him to like pretty much body Licorice like he did. So um, I think that was... The more one of the more surprising parts of that, I didn't expect TL to have 
I didn't expect them to lose the series because they did have the more stable lineup and roster mm-hmm. going into this season too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was the the biggest surprise for me from that series. But Team Liquid looked pretty pretty solid overall. Now the one the one standout thing that I immediately wanted to bring up. And this is this is me being like uh Papa Smithy was made fun of for being a narrative caster where they like talk about the story. Yeah. So the the Jacks pick for someday in game two, like after worlds. I would have guessed that that champion just wasn't allowed to get through for the top lane. And, and I didn't know, (laughs) right, right. And I didn't know what happened with the, with the items, with anything else that would, that would make that be a pick that people would like forget about. But again, when they, from, from champ select, when they got the jacks, I was like, well, well, it's it's probably, it's, it's probably a- not going to go so well. Like, and e- dude, even the Camille played great in the matchup too. Mm. She did exactly what she was supposed to do. She brought the ignite. They went at her, in at her early. They had jungler pressure up there. And to be fair, Jax was down. What was it like? I think it was like thirty-five CS at one point. Was- like, like in the mid game. Jackson. Didn't really, yeah. It, it just <laughs> didn't matter, dude. It just didn't yeah. matter at all, and it was so funny to watch. And they even said it. They were like, "Oh, you know, remember Bennett Worlds on it?" But 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 but. And I was like, "Yes, yes, I vividly yeah. remember Bennett Worlds." It was like the most. It was it was impressive Jack's play, and mm. to see it on Sunday and watch him play the matchup like beautifully. The early right. turtle take the pressure. And then just like, yeah, it's, he just knew that as if he got later in the game, got some items, he'd be able to just split like, and, and just be able to outduel the Camille if he needed to. Right. Like that's, that's tough to beat. Dude. And then who was, um, who was on Lucian? What's their mid laners name? I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent up on all the players names. That is pretty on Lucian. Gotcha. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That was like. That's a funny pick in my mind, especially especially when that happens, because mm. it's like there is nothing that boy could have done. Oh, yeah. And it's it, it's a pure style pick, right? It's a pure like I'm going to outplay you one versus one, hopefully get that early kill in lane and then just like push the advantage. Like right. you're so short ranged. It's it's OK if there's a significant skill discrepancy between like the one versus one and mm. watching him just get smacked in the face by that, by that Jack staff, like there was no amount of dashing or flashy, like whatever the fuck yeah. that was going to save his life. And it was, it was all Jack's funny. has to do is just jump on him. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's over. Just, yeah. And the jump range, I think might be, longer than or if not longer the same length as the um as lucian's like auto right. attack range right so you're not going to be like net 
net positive any distance, even if you're like orb walking well back from him. Yeah, he can't even attack like auto right and being able to just jump on you. Like, right, that's just how it is. Yeah, there was just so much that they like. Oh man, I mean, they tried. They tried to play through the top lane. I was happy though overall that uh, that Immortals made it into the the eight um, because I was really I had pretty low expectations of their roster coming into um, this season because they do have a lot of like either young talent or like unproven talent or just players who have been around for a while and haven't really right. suck out. I mean, they have Joey who. I think was a pretty solid Academy support. I mean, Keith McBrief back on the, uh, 80 carry, um, potluck who I remember was pretty decent, uh, jungling and then Tapoon and pretty, I don't really know anything about. Um, so like that roster itself, I just didn't have high expectations for, but they weren't the bottom team in their group. So, right. Now, the what did you think about the new champions being picked in these series? Were you convinced of their strength? Uh, how much do you think they'll be contested moving forward? I mean, I think it's tough to say because I feel like in the like the matchups that they were picked in, um, it didn't really show as much just because of like, I would, I will like to see if they're picked in the semifinal matchups because like the EG versus golden guardians. I mean, Ignar played Seraphine, um, but it wasn't a super close game. So right. it's hard to tell like the full extent um, Jensen played Yon, uh, Tactical played Samira in the uh, Liquid game one. Right. Um, I don't know. I I would like, I really want to see how that goes with Pickban in the, the semifinals. And then I think we'll have a better idea of how uh, good they can be in those like closer matchups. Um, mm, okay and get a better idea of if they're going to be able to to be like really strong in the meta and need to be pick ban or if they're going to be just kind of like they can fit in here and there but not necessarily like op not part of any um like three pick triangles right exactly right the so. one the one new champion that i was pretty impressed with was i guess it's rail yeah the, the girl on the horse mm. Dude, she seemed pretty fucking good for team fighting. The lane phase looked pretty strong. And I don't know if that was just like the 2v2, just like player synergy, but there were there were a couple of knockups that that rail hit that I was like, oh, damn, they're just like, eh, they're all dead now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like the the knockups were pretty good. Um so I'm I'm excited to see that and it goes to the um 
I was always quite fond of the the Alisers, Leonas, Nautiluses of the world. Yeah. My my favorite support to play was Thresh. I I love the like get in there supports, and all of um, them are like playable right now, which is right, awesome. right, which is sick. So I I say that to say I'm interested to see that like tank on tank brutality down in the bottom lane and. If, like with the with the jousting thing and on the horse she gets knocked yeah. off the horse a lot of flavor there so i think um she'll be a fun champion to see in the future the the playmaking potential i i honestly think is there um mm. there was Her one in that liquid game that you can like well that's do with the it. thing yeah. yeah like the there was that one play in the liquid game where they literally caught the rail out and it, it it looked exactly like a thresh hooking a Leona where the Leona's like, okay, now I'm closer to your AD. And he just like whopped them. Like they caught him out and then he just motorboated into three of them, knocked them all up and just swept the fight. It was like, oh, thanks. Yeah. You just got me there. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that move, moving forward. The, um, I was excited to see the TF pick too. That was, that was nice. Yeah, TF's been uh, pretty strong, and it's the those global matchups still. I think um, yeah. it's just so prevalent in the game right now. Between like that and the Galio are like super common to see. Um, I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I think a lot of the the mid laners have really kind of adapted well to that style of being able to to go around the map and like Demonte. Um, when he was on the Twisted Fate, it was pretty much on cooldown. He yep. was ulting constantly. Well, that was, yeah, that was going to be my point. Yeah, he looked he looked really, really comfortable on that. And, like, comfortable just, like, making plays and going. Mm. I mean, his game two, uh, his game two against Immortals, he was 2-2-15. Two, two like, yeah, that's just an insane stat line. Like, he's crazy. just right there with the team the whole time. I mean, it was a really was, high kill game, but still, like that's yeah, yeah. I was watching. I I was going back, like when I was watching the vods. I was going back and watching like team fights mm. and tracking his tracking his card selection, and he okay. was right there every time. And w- what I thought was very impressive was his use of red cards, mm. where. He, there were like specifically two situations, I believe, where a gold card would have, would have been fine, Mm -hmm. but they were grouped up in a way that he, he wrote, he clicked past the stun card for the red card to lay down the slow and get the AOE damage. Yeah. And, and I think it helped like propel that, propel them forward in the fight. And, so I guess I say that to say I was quite impressed with his just like patience on that like second activation of the ability Mm -hmm. where he really waited for like, what card do I want? And both times I actually think the red card was the better choice over the, over the gold card. Yeah. Um, No blue card salutes. I don't (laughs) think I saw any blue card. I don't think nobody nobody got away from, you know, got hit with a bunch of damage, but they didn't get locked. Um, But yeah, so the the TF was really impressive. I thought his play was pretty good. Um, Now looking ahead, looking ahead into the semifinals. Who do you like? Who do you like for the first series? Who do you like for the second series? Um, 
I think I'm going to lean Cloud9 slightly. Gotcha. Um, just because I think fu- my biggest concern is the Someday versus Fudge matchup there. And I think Fudge performed pretty well in the, the series with TSM. He didn't look phenomenal, but he held his... Uh, like, he didn't look... Uh, he wasn't a stud like Someday looked in his matchups, but uh, he held his own fine. So right. I think the rest of the map, Cloud9 has a little bit of a, a favored um, matchup. The EG Liquid one... I'm kind of leaning towards EG, actually. Um, They had looked really solid throughout the play-ins and everything, or the round-robin for this and everything. Um, So I was pretty impressed with that. They just had the three-in-one record. Uh, I mean, same as Team Liquid, but um, yeah, I I think overall they have a really solid lineup and Jazuke actually looked uh, better than I expected him to. Um, Cause he had had some issues, I think last year where they were swapping him out and things like that. So he looked pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think slightly into EG on that one, but hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if liquid wins, but I feel as though EG is going to squeak that one out. So now are they going to be, are they best of fives? Uh, yes, they are best of five. Ah, the semis in the finals then. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think cloud nine, maybe like. Three, one, three, two. And okay. then EG. Probably three to two. I think they're both going to be pretty close. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you have any expectations going into it? I'm looking over the looking over the rosters and thinking about what happened in the quarters. I think I think you're right pointing out the fudge matchup between fudge and someday in the top lane um but i think i'm gonna lean the other way and say team liquid can take the series on the flip side but i i i think i will agree with the cloud nine a hundred thieves a hundred a hundred thieves look good but yeah, what you said about the someday fudge matchup will probably be true, but hopefully Cloud9 will be able to shore that up. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I really like the way Liquid was playing. They seemed um they seemed pretty pretty cohesive as a unit in that series. Yeah. Um well, and I I kind of expect them to. I just I think EG might be able to just win in a couple of the matchups. Um but I mean, how we'll good is Impact see. anymore? He's he's like solid. He likes mm-hmm. these Bruiser champions, right? Um, yeah, that, see, like, like he likes Renekton. 
Yeah, and I don't I like mean, Impact. I, I know Impact's been like a, a tank player for a while, but he does right. well. On, he doesn't do well on like the assassin stuff as much, or like the the split pushing. But the the team fight bruisers like Renekton and Gragas, which is what he played, like I think are super good picks for him um, and the way he wants to play. So I think, yeah, I think he'll look fine in that matchup with um. Uh, with Alfari, so mm, okay. Speaking of speaking of assassins, that that reminds me of a point that I wanted to make about Liquid was Jensen in in their matchup, mm. him and uh, the matchup with Palafox. Yeah, dude. Um. There were a couple moments during that series watching Palafox go in on Jensen where I was kind of confused as to what I was seeing. Like, in the sense of, I just thought Akali did so much more. And the way Jensen was just, like, juking and moving, man, he totally he totally put Palafox uh, kind of in the can. He's got the fancy feet. He has for a while. I remember that's always been one of those big things where... They're like, oh, Jensen's dodging skill shots. He's got the blue suede shoes and right. like all those uh, like funny one-liners. But he he really does have a pretty solid um, solid movement when he's playing. And so I think the Akali with even though she's assassin an assassin having so many skill shot based things, uh, I think he's able to kind of dip around that a little easier than say like a Zed maybe where right. you're just like on top of the person with your right. Own. If you're close, they're dead kind right. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But yeah, that was a, I thought that was a pretty funny matchup, but yeah, I think you're right. He does. He does have like, what would you call that? Like when they're in the pocket of like, like a little trade, right. And yeah. you're, there's like that escalating mind game of leading. I know he's going to lead and just like that. Just the back and forth. Yeah. Right. 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 Like when he's in the pocket, it looks like he he was never going to get hit like ever. Oh yeah. There there were probably two or three times that he should have been dead just straight up in the one V one, but like good all placement, good ball movement, like Mm. waiting on, until he saw the Akali, not just like throwing blind into the smoke. There was all sorts of just like little things that that these players were doing that were like, oh, whoa. Just like seeing their counterparts like not playing in that way. You're just like, oh. Yeah. Well, I you know, know I know you enjoy the the Oriana gameplay. Um, well, dude, so. it's sick. Yeah, she's one she's one of the best champs. Yeah. And she's like uh with all these um, control mages mid, like the twisted fates and things like that. She's super. Yeah, she, it's perfect metaphor. So and I mean, it's safe, always perfect safe into metaphor. the assassins. You so, know. Yeah, I feel like there's never a, a non Oriana meta where at least she like she's always she was never. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably the the better word. I was gonna say she was never unplayable. Yeah, just maybe so. uh, you know some some other stronger picks like like i i know the um the syndra at times would have been better the ari at times would have been better but you could pick it into them and still be fine right you know and that was always uh, a benefit of it always a safe safe blind pick as they say in the uh in the pick and ban yep 
But yeah, man, I thought overall, just instead of talking about just random champions, um, overall, I thought the quarters were fun to watch. Some of the skill discrepancies and strat- strategy discrepancies were kind of funny. It was like, oh man, you can tell it's like right at the beginning of a like a, a of a season, right? But, uh, but yeah, yeah, good I think stuff. I agree. It was definitely fun to watch. Um, it'll be fun to to see. I like best of five so much better than best of threes. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to to get to see those matchups and see how they go. Um, maybe someone will come out and surprise me and just shit stomp the other team. But I don't I don't expect that to happen. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, it doesn't seem like um, it doesn't seem like a three owing tournament. You know. Yeah, I don't seems think more so. like three ones and three twos. I would definitely agree. But yeah, when they're coming up this weekend, right? The two semifinal yep. games. So nice. Friday, well, and the finals. So we've got. Oh, um, there we go. Yeah, we've got some good, some good LCS this weekend. Um, it's going to be uh, Friday night at six. Is the Hundred Thieves Cloud Nine series. Uh, Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time uh, is the EG Team Liquid, and then Sunday at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern will be the finals of this gotcha. little tournament. So very cool. Yeah, so only only one day to prepare for the finals, but see how it goes. That's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, I think it's because it is this like start of the season tournament. They're not right as concerned i guess about giving like a big break and plus like you don't want to have that like have a big break for all the other teams um the teams that didn't make it into this start of the season tournament or like bracket are already Mm. missing out on two weeks of uh stage games so i think if you drag that out even further then it's just detrimental to the other teams a bit more right you're actually like putting them behind yeah it's not like end of season or whatever where you can kind of drag it out because the the teams that are done are just going to be on a break like these teams still have to go right back into it into the regular season so hmm now did I hear them talking about some kind of like buy into the regular season with your placement? I don't remember specifically. Okay. Um, I would have to, I'd have to look into what the, the full regular season plan is. Right. Uh, No, I gotcha. No, that's fine. I just, I just thought I remembered them saying something like, is this technically the second week of the season? Or is this like a tournament and then after this weekend it'll be week one? Or is this week so two? This I think after this is going to be week one. So this is like gotcha. the lock-in tournament is what they're calling it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to go into like the uh, first week of the regular season then after this. Gotcha. So this isn't like a like a prologue. No. Okay. Fair so, enough. But yeah, so I guess we'll get to see. Um did you watch any of the T1 games? 
I did not. Ooh, it's good stuff, dude. Are they looking good? I mean, I think they're fun to watch. T1's always a fun. Is Faker playing? Uh, he was in the game that I saw. I was wondering because I know he had been benched at some point, and people were up in arms, and then. And LS well, actually, I think, is helping out with the team in some capacity. Uh, uh, so I think that ended up. I, I didn't see anything else from that whole thing because LS pretty much completely removed himself off social media or like wasn't active for a while. Right. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. No, I think he it helped him figure things out. But, uh, but yeah, I saw that he is like. I think helping as an analyst or something for for T1. Gotcha. So you're talking you're about me. Yeah, just talking about free free bases and uh, freezing why, why lanes. Buy, and yeah, why'd you buy that item, dude? Yeah, don't buy Morello Nomicon. God, such a trash item. <laughs> so uh, so I guess we can get into to the next big segment, uh, our F1 segment. So. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be spicy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I... Go ahead. Go I'm for sorry. Uh, I, was I was about gonna, to cut you off. I was just gonna start saying that uh, everyone and their mother is starting to put out their their predictions about how different uh, people will do in their new lineups, and we're gonna do the same, but with our own spin. So, because we have no historical context really to base our predictions off of, we're going to use the the running tall and short of it metric for how good these drivers are. We're going to rate the hair. Did yep. the hair get better? Did it get worse? Did it o- get faster? Did it get slower? Overall team hair. So overall team hair rankings. So what do we got? We got 10, 10 slots to fill. Yeah. Do, do we go the worst to best or best to worst? Uh, so I was going to go um, worst to best and start worst to start best. Off. So this okay. is this will be in order of constructor, uh, the constructor lineups or gotcha finishing. So Williams uh, did not change. So it's still Russell and Latifi. So no improvement in hair speed from them unless some crazy haircuts come out. But otherwise, no change, no change in the hair. Then we've got Grosjean and Magnussen for Haas, who are out, and Mazepin and Schumacher in. So, I mean... I I think Magnussen and Schumacher equal out. I would agree. And I, yeah. think, I think Grosjean had better hair than Mazepin does. So... Personally, I think Haas actually downgraded on their hair speed. I would concur. So. Mazepin has like that young man, young man comb over. Yeah, like I've got going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not very fast. Exactly. I'm getting uh, got some like slow wheelchair hair. and yeah, wheelchair and walker vibes from that S- hair. Slow vibes over here. Slow vibes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they downgraded for sure. Then we've got Alfa Romeo, who also did not change. So they still got Kimi and uh, Antonio Giovinazzi. So no change. Yeah, Dude. no change. They're pretty basic hairstyles. Not too fast. Not too slow. Yeah. You know, you can oh. tell. 
You can tell the the helmet hair doesn't mess with them too much. Do we think that Haas's uh, slower hair will drop them below Russell and Latifi? Ooh, that's a do good we, question. Do we think Williams is going to improve their uh, constructor standings? Hot take for you. I think. I think Williams is good testing season. I think they're going to bring a pretty good car this season, meaning that Russell's going to be able to place better there in having faster hair. Okay. I think I like they're going to I think they're going to be racing better than um AR racing. All right. I like it. Okay. Um so then we've got Alpha Tauri. So it went from Gasly and Kvyat to Gasly and Sonoda. So Danny, that's his hair's his hair's pretty plain. Yeah, I think I think the Sonoda hair is definitely an upgrade. I concur. Yeah, I like uh, I like Yuki's hair, it's like jet black. Feels very uh, like um, like sad boy, but like kind of in a good way. Yeah, definitely. He's got a little flow going on. He's flow. Flow is a good word to use. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Daniel, he doesn't have any flow. He doesn't. So okay, yeah. so some some upgrade upgrades on the Alpha Tauri. So now we've got Ferrari. So they're going from. Uh, Leclerc and Seb to Leclerc and Signs, and personally, I think it's a a big upgrade in hair because Signs definitely has some some solid flow or like not flow as much as uh, like Sonoda, but he's got he's got a good head of hair on him. Right. I feel like I feel like I could go rock climbing and set my anchor in his hair and it would hold. It would be solid. Yeah. Yeah, you just got like these thick locks, right? Definitely. So, definite upgrade in hair. Um yeah, Seb's got that Seb's got that just like that just like sweat patch on his head, you know? Yeah. yeah it's it's okay hair. It it's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I definitely think it's an upgrade. Okay. And look at Charles. Look at Charles Leclerc. He's got he, he's got the bedhead. He's got the right, yeah, right, he, right. He's got the the pretty boy bedhead hair, <laughs> which is which is frustratingly hard to achieve. Yeah, right. Like he just looks beautiful when he takes the helmet off. But if I wanted to look like that, it would be fucking a hundred dollars a product every day, just like sculpting and. You know, I'd have the, I'd be on Instagram like I woke up like this. You know, <laughs> exactly. But that's, but that's actually that's actually him. So yeah, great hair on Ferrari now. Yep. And uh, going up to uh, Alpine, we've got Ocon and Ricardo going to Ocon and Alonso. I think it's a tiny upgrade with Alonso because Danny Ricks also has the messy hair, but it's not as good as as Charles. Like it's just, it's not quite, not quite there. He does have the nice beard though to to make up for it. The, the See, facial. That's hair. true. Yeah, that's so. true. He's got a very um. His five o'clock shadow is there around noon. He's got that kind of yeah, definitely. You know, 
Um, but I think Fernando's hair is like a tiny upgrade. Uh, maybe even well, just he's stays got the, the locks. Same. He's got the like, you know, he tucks it back. Yeah. You know. So I think I think slight upgrade with Fernand Fernando. Okay. All right. I'm I'm what gonna say thoughts? if you say slight, I'm gonna say medium. Okay. Right. So just like one tick above slight. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with medium upgrade instead of just straight up upgrade. There you go. Um then we've got Aston Martin. They're going from Stroll and Perez to Stroll and Seb. So hmm. Stroll's got some hair on him. He has hair for sure. He's got Is it fast hair though. It's big hair. It's He's big hair. Right. Um but I guess we're looking more between, uh, I guess, Seb and and Checo. Checo has dog. Uh, I was going to say Checo has dog hair. That's what he has. <laughs> He's got dog hair. No, he has dad hair. He's like how I see that. It's not very dad not, hair. Not yeah. very anything, you know, Doesn't yeah. has never thought about it on his head. It's just there. Pretty neutral for me. Right. I don't, I don't think there's any upgrade or downgrade necessarily. I think Heck. both of their hair, it's just like it's hair. It's it's hair. It's not fast, not slow. Yeah. So I don't know. I might even rate it slow hair. Like if we're calling it dad hair, I'd say Ooh, dad hair is pretty slow. That's a good point. Yeah. Slow hair. So okay. It's got so, a case of the slow hair. Or like a, a slight downgrade. Okay. Slightly slower hair because, uh, or no, no, a slight upgrade. Sorry. Because they got rid of the dad hair. Exactly. Or, yes. So, slight upgrade. They've got uh, McLaren, so Lando Norris uh, and Carlos signs to Lando and Danny Ricks. So, I mean, I think, I think it's a slight downgrade. Like we said, mm. Sainz has Sainz has a lot. He's got that thick, those thick locks. I'm I'm with you. That's a slight downgrade. I think you're right. Yeah, Sainz has. Though. I mean, Sainz has hair you could trust your life with. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The it, it if he's in an action movie, he's not offering his hand. He's offering his hair. Grab onto this. And then you fucking someone's like falling yeah. off a cliff and they're just yeah reaching. Yeah, dude, do you remember um uh, funny movie? Grab my good arm, just 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 grab my good arm. Wait, which move? I don't know. Oh, dude, um, what were what were the movies that were like? Oh, fuck. It's not not another team movie, not American Pie. Oh, it's funny, scary movie, scary movie. Yes, yeah, thank okay. you. I, I'm pretty sure it was one or two with the <laughs> with the butler, and he had the he had the like the arm that was up here. The lady's like falling out, or the dude's falling out of the window, and he's like, "Grab my good arm," <laughs> and it's like it's got no strength at all. Why are you offering that? It's oh, so no. funny, dude. <laughs> so funny. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I, every time though, I'm comparing with Danny Ricks, it's tough because the facial hair, 
Like he's got the strongest facial hair on the grid. Yeah, easily. Like easily. Like Alexander old- Albon has never had it ever. No. And you were going to say Grosjean. Grosjean's like the closest, probably. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. But like, yeah, Danny Rick's is like clean. Yeah, Rick, Daniel's beard, it's like Latin lover, very lustful. I can yeah. see myself just like, like morning cappuccino, you know, like in his, in his Hawaiian shirt. Like that's, that's what his beard and facial hair vibe gives me Grosjean. It's just kind of like. He's like, I can grow a beard. <laughs> right, right. Gr- honestly, in the F1 picture that Grosjean has, it seems like a business decision for him to have grown that beard. <laughs> it kind like, of does. That's the kind of like shape that is very like, yes, this is an advantage for me. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's a it does look very businessy. Which like, is hilarious. Like it has its own cell phone and conducts its own <laughs> Zoom meetings. Is how business like his facial hair is. Hey man, that's some good hair then. Some that's, good facial hair. That's good hair. It's not it could be fast. It's could probably be. fast as hell then. Time is money. Time is money. God damn. <laughs> the most so, business savvy hair in the game, Roman Grosjean's beard. Yep. Dude, that's that should be our Twitter handle, Romain Grosjean's beard. All of the things that his beard says, and then just become this like weird, just like esoteric, like finance guy, right? Oh, <laughs> just like constantly F1 like finance. tweeting about like just all, it's still all about F one, but it's like salary, like salaries, and like the different financial. <laughs> <laughs> So like, oh well, uh, Alpine spent this much on their aero upgrade. <laughs> Christian Horner just signed a new uh, <laughs> a new extension to his contract. Breaking news. <laughs> oh dude. That's so funny. <laughs> oh man like like just nothing nothing related to drivers or driving or anything no just Dude. solely about all the financial decisions made in oh just like taking F1 people's teams. dog like instagram and twitter idea just to the next level my yeah. facial hair has social media phenomenal holy shit that's so funny i like that idea <laughs> oh man all right uh, who's next we've got red bull so we're going from max and uh and alex albon to max and checo so we're going from from like a fade to dad hair i think it's a slight downgrade in terms of yeah i would say downgrade i like max's hair very neat he's got some nice he's got fast hair He's got fast hair. Just straight up. See, and you can tell he's fucked with the part two before where they've had him, they've like shaved in that like. The line. line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's. Honestly, like looking at this, this, this photo that Max has here, he looks like somebody that used to break people's knees for a living. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> his face is so fucking serious 
that I can see him like like picture picture like a camera inside of a door, right? And the scene is like the door just opening and you see Max standing there with just like leaning on a baseball bat, right? <laughs> with, with that face. I was and thinking more know, of uh, like the um, someone's like coming up an elevator and the elevator doors open and Max is just there with that look on his face. That's even like, better. Oh no, dude, <laughs> you know, you're about to have a bad day. Yeah. Like, he's there for you, son. He's yep. there for you. You didn't pay. Exactly. Oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, he looks like he used to fuck some people up. And the way his hair is, is like, is like, I am, I am, I am so, I am so brutal and heartless that I take flawless care of my body. He's like so hygienic because he's such a badass. Um I don't he's know. just like on top of like all right. of it. He's like, right. yes, this like, isn't that, isn't that kind of like, do you know the, the main character in the Hitman games, like bald head with the, yeah. with, I think part of what makes that image. So whatever is he's so clean cut, right? Mm, he's gotcha. not grungy. He's not dirty. He's not. He's precise. He's precise. Right. So, like, Yo, you know, yes. you know that you're going to get like that. The job's going to get done right. Yeah. When you see that. That's what Max's hair says to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, like yeah, he knows exactly I, I what bones he's breaking. Right. Yep. Oh, straight brutal. for the kneecaps. Brutal, <laughs> man. Um, That's and, funny. Well, and then up top, we've got we've got Mercedes just keeping the same driver lineup, supposedly. Because Lewis, I don't believe, still hasn't signed a contract. So he didn't. He he didn't want to sign any contracts while while Toto had COVID. He wanted to give him time to rest. I guess, but yeah, he's he's still holding out. He wants, and even honestly, I'm not even sure as a constructor. Mercedes has the fastest hair. Like Valtteri's hair is probably the worst on the grid. Down. So, yeah. So so not not that they downgraded because they didn't change, but I feel like they start pretty low in the rankings. Like, yeah, Lewis Hamilton might have the fastest hair on the grid, but Valtteri has definitely the slowest hair so that discrepancy is like it's pretty big I, it, it's, yeah. it's drawing the average way down let's say definitely so like if we did right. uh if we did an overall just hair rankings as opposed to like upgrades or downgrades uh for the teams then mercedes is probably kind of middle of the pack middle of the pack yeah, yeah. so crazy i i would say that giovanazzi's hair is not phenomenal either, but it just fits his aesthetic very well. Yeah, like it, after... he just looks super Italian, which he is. So like it, it's just <laughs> the look fits. The look is very. He gets out of his F one car, ties on his apron, and walks in the back door of his dad's <laughs> pizza shop, and he's just like immediately covered in flour. Like, yep. hey, Papa, where's the fucking salsa? Yeah. 
I I definitely could see him being like a back of like a a line line cook in a restaurant, right? right or like, like tossing pizza up, like oh yeah. Hey, well, I fucking Italian accent, whatever. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think he's uh, his hair is is down, but it just fits the way he looks. So yeah, Valtteri definitely has the the worst hair on the grid. Though, like the worst. It, there's not really a close second. I think I was kind of reaching on the the Giovinazzi part, like, yeah. I I kind of like well, and this this go we'll go back to the Williams. Now I'm just looking at the grid. Jack Aiken, he's got pretty fast hair. He's he got like like action movie hero. Like that's like Tom Cruise's hair. It's right? it's like young young action hero hair, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Young action here. Like he's got some kind like he looks like he has some kind of superpower. Yeah, like, like he's he's like one of the um what are they? The X-Men uh Teen Titans. Teen Titans or the what are the the young X-Men like X-Men um, I forget Ned's, what that is. Ned's declassified <laughs> um X-Men survival guide. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> the the teen the Is teen it just men? The generation ne- i don't know it's generation x generation next is what oh I'm that's seeing. sick with like a like a big x i'm guessing right yeah yeah that's that's because they're they're uh, the other stuff i'm seeing is they're just called the young x-men ah uh, not really that's not a very uh yeah I don't know if Darkseid, <laughs> I don't know if Darkseid's going to be scared of the young X-Men. Exactly. You know, Teen Titans, that's like kind of sick. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, like Professor Xavier's School for the Gifted. Like, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, oh. when they when they first like find them and they're all the younglings. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm th- like. He Jack Atkin could play one of those guys dude i'm getting um do you remember uh like ice boy ice boy you could uh like that's what he looks like that looks like ice boy haircut yeah i think he could definitely uh he could definitely fit in with an action movie for sure right and being a professional racing driver i think it kind of fits i feel like the uh the thrill of that is probably a it would be a fitting fitting spot for him Dude, what are you kidding me? Filming and being in a movie alongside Tom Cruise would be so much more adrenaline than an F1 car. That's true, because Tom Cruise, like, does not fake anything. He doesn't fuck around. That man learned uh... to, like, fly helicopters and stuff like that just for Mission Impossible. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty insane. But I mean, like, like, well, he's a Scientologist, so. No offense to any Scientologists out there. What are you supposed to do, though? Like, to be th- to be the best at something where you're competing with the likes of... Well, that's interesting. Now I have to, like, I have to come up with, like, a list. Um, okay, when you're competing with the likes of, like, Jack Nicholson, Morgan Freeman... Samuel L. Jackson, Daniel Day-Lewis, dudes like, fuck it, Bruce Willis, I think is a, is pretty solid. 
like just all of these other great actors getting great roles, doing great movies for great directors. The Rock. The The Rock. Yeah. Like how, Jason Statham. Now we're just like naming the cast of uh, Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. But yo, like Vin how, Diesel. <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> Tyrese. <laughs> Oh, jeez! <laughs> but you you get what I'm saying, like yeah, like how how else do you set yourself apart from dudes he, like he that? Definitely sets himself apart, but like yeah. he's also nuts. Like I saw, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but there was something that came up recently with a movie he's filming, and he was it was like someone recorded the sound of him like on set and he oh, was yeah, just yelling like, about like like covid about covid i was yeah. like well dude can you imagine though like he could have brought that whole production down oh absolutely you know like tom cruise is just trying to make a movie yeah but he he's like i don't give a fuck about covid he's like i just screaming about how they need to keep <laughs> keep the cameras going right it's like yo man just bring it bring it down a little bit bring ah, it in. all right good point good point i always like, remember you can, him you can get your point across much easier especially when you have the clout that that he has yeah right isn't just like a nice even tone but it does not just do so much better I would think so personally. I think right. screaming about it is a bit much. Well, you have you have significant management experience. I mean, I imagine that's how you would handle things. You just jump down their throat and kill oh, them absolutely. with volume, right? Exactly. That's yeah. my favorite <laughs> favorite way to uh, to talk to any of my uh, clients that are that are giving me a hard time. I mean, granted, there there were definitely times where I wanted to do that. Oh, I can think of some specific times where afterwards right. I had to just like go to like the back office and just kind of like scream a little bit, not actually scream, but just like be like this stupid motherfucker, just right. all the all the swearing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I think when you have that kind of cloud, you're like, hey, this is my movie. Like it's not it, no one else on that set could say that it's their movie except maybe the director and producer he could be like this is my movie this is what's happening and just like people would listen he doesn't need to be like screaming and carrying on no that's true that's true but tom tom cruise is the kind of guy to say like this is this is my world and you're just living in it like that's like he's he, the type of dude he is that. he 100 percent would be that's so funny so yeah. all right so yeah that that that's our take on jack aiken and if he could be in an action movie i think we've determined that yes he could be. yes he could okay <laughs> confirmed jack aiken for mission impossible 8 confirmed you heard it here first exactly there he'll be go. out there with and then were you saying fittipaldi has pretty big hair He's got good hair. It's big hair. I don't know if it's fast hair. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's super fast, but it's not it's not slow hair. I'd say it's it's just pretty it's just pretty solid hair. I agree. 
Damn, I'm just looking at the standings here with their photos. Yeah, Kevin I am Matt too. In one point. <laughs> well, I al also always forget that Magnuson has a beard because it's so blonde. It's almost like hard to see. But he's Dude, got, it like, just makes his chin look like Thanos. A little bit. <laughs> That's so funny. But I know uh, we had a couple of other other topics that we wanted to hit. Um, wh which one do you want to hit first? Oh, let's um. Well, let's. Well, uh, I guess while we're on, stay on the theme of motorsport. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So extreme E. Which, by the way, I'll. This is a little uh behind the scenes for the fans. It literally took me all day to get that Justin Timberlake thing. Cause I was like, I was like, whoa, Justin Timberlake had like a racing league, <laughs> but I didn't have time to like Google or look it up. So I just had to, wow, that's interesting. And then like 10 hours later, I read the text. I was like, bring, uh, so, oh, so for <laughs> for everyone, Justin was texting me earlier about uh, Extreme E and said he wanted to talk about it. I don't know anything about it, so I wanted to to kind of have some some fresh takes as we go into it. But he uh, he called it X E in the <laughs> in the text. Um, I was like, oh, they're bringing X E back, like Justin Timberlake bringing sexy back <laughs> and I, so good that's awesome that it took you all day for it to like click i love Dude, when that stuff happens <laughs> i felt so dumb i was like uh yeah, yeah right, that's, that that's stuff happens good. to me all the time so i'm glad that uh other people <laughs> it takes them sometimes to to get my uh, terrible terrible jokes no it was a it was a good oh, yeah. joke it was so it was so you have to like you have to say it out loud for it to like right Click. exactly exactly if you're I just, just like reading read it, the letters yeah. yeah didn't get it but yeah so extreme e and now the reason the reason it came to my attention because i'm you know obviously i'm not the biggest like motorsport fan but it came to my attention because lewis is fielding a team our boy lewis hamilton interesting and former f1 racer jensen button is fielding a team Okay. Previously, it was announced that a driver in one of the uh, woman uh, female leagues that races is—I don't know if it's like like multiple female drivers are going to have teams, or if it's one female driver fielding a team of other female drivers. I'm not sure what's going on. Gotcha. But what I thought was interesting, what it's is that it's going to be like, um, like multi-gendered that that That's both cool. are racing the cars look fucking sick so apparently they're battery electric um like suv looking things like like these like rally rally looking suv very very like streamlined and sleek they look like beefed up the like porsche suvs yeah but yeah, like yeah, yeah, beefy, like Dude, real beefy. 
when when me and Sarah first saw the trailer for it, we didn't even think they were real cars. We were like, is this like an ad for like something coming in 2030? Like this is crazy. Looking. Yeah. And apparently, apparently it goes live in like 65 days. Um, wow. And so we, so it's full. I'm assuming the E means electric. So they're all electric vehicles. Right. You okay. got it. So, and that brings up a great point. That's, that's the angle that I wanted to talk about it from. So gotcha. do you remember, do you remember we were talking about Honda and then pulling out of F1 and the Red Bull deal because of they weren't going to, they wanted to be at a certain point in their. Yeah. Like reducing their carbon footprint and like all yes, that stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. They wanted to be further along. So they pull out. So this extreme E is kind of an answer to that movement within motorsport. So it's going to be like, so you know how F1 is basically just like glorified advertisement for these car companies? Kind of. Yeah. That's kind of what they're a, a part of the idea for extreme E is gotcha. they want it to be an advertisement for a clean carbon footprint. Gotcha. Right? Well, and I mean, they do have the formula E racing as well. Yeah. So they do have that. So uh, that is interesting though. That's kind of cool that they're, especially like that they're showing cars with like a different body type than these like supercars. Right. Uh, right. Dude, they look beautiful. So, okay, do. why do why do they look like that? So that is part of the that's the extreme part of it. So the idea is it's going to be a globe spanning motorsport where they're like going to different biomes, right? So there'll be like a rainforest race where they're in um uh, like the the whatever the amazon rainforest they'll mm. they have a track there and they'll race there one's going to be in the arctic one's going to be in the desert one's going to be like in like yeah. an everglade like swampy area so it's like you get elements of like rally you get elements of like circuit racing you get elements of like yeah, all these like pictures i was thinking like rally racing and and yeah everything, dude but... it looks insane and like I need to, I need to see the trailer for this, That's, dude. It's so cool. I'm gonna have to check it out. But yeah, so I, I just wanted to like bring that to your attention, talk about it, because honestly, like it gets underway in in less than what is that, like two and a half months or so. Yeah, um, that's so crazy. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it's something to watch. Honestly, I think it's going to be something to pay attention to. I'll definitely check it out. Um, I'll have to see like where it's going to be broadcast and everything, but I think that would be cool oh, to, that's a good point. to like actually watch a race and, and check it out. Um, but if it's global, I would expect it to be pretty, um, like well broadcast. Um, I'm sure I can find that out pretty easily, but that's cool. I dig it. Yeah, it seems uh, it seems very exciting. Um, I forget I forget when me and Sarah got first turned onto it, but it was just like it was just an announcement, and it was just the cars, um, and it seemed like something that was like pretty way off in the future. So I I didn't really think to say anything, yeah. but it 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 came came to my attention with the with Jensen Button. I was like, oh shit, I know that name, and you know, yeah, it's like, definitely. oh shit, Lewis has ha Lewis has a team and all that so yeah it seems uh seems pretty pretty cool and now this is this is like the other key point i want to talk about with it like one of the things that is 
very cool about F1 to me is the logistical aspect of it, the literal like globe trotting aspect of it, yeah. where they're picking up all of these moving parts and moving them across <clears throat> the world and plopping them down, racing, and then doing it all over again. Like to me, that's like just impressive overall. Oh, and absolutely. I think it adds to the, well, it's very like Olympic in a way where it's, um, you know, all the, all the countries are competing and there's, there's like national prestige in winning at these courses and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Like having your um, home race and like all that stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think just, just, just when you have the means to make it an international thing, you just, it, you're you're set up to have all these very cool storylines just inherently in the way that you've built the format which again right. goes back to us talking about about the format fucking matters oh, right absolutely. It, it adds to the it adds to the the storyline the intrigue the 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 legend right so yeah. it seems like it's going to be a pretty interesting format i'm excited to see what the tracks look like um, they have a full schedule on the website there. Um, but yeah, I think it's just going to be something to look forward to, dude. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to see this. I think, I think Nico Ross, is this Nico Rosberg? There's Rosberg team racing. So maybe Nico Rosberg is going to have a team as well. There you go. Yeah. I Damn, see Jim- I, I wonder how long this has been in the works. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, this is cool. They're yeah, so they have five races right now in five different biomes. They've yep. got a desert race in Saudi Arabia, an ocean race in Senegal. So I'm assuming that's gonna be like edge of uh like edge of beaches and things like that. Right. Like going through shallow waters and sand, maybe arctic race in greenland uh an amazon race in brazil and a glacier race in argentina dude that sounds sick yeah this is that sounds sick this is gonna be cool i'm i'm looking forward to this yeah bro um, what do you think it's like to get those permits for um oh my god like glacier racing like who owns a glacier uh, yeah, uh, they probably have to be working with the governments, and I'm sure. Well, some of these people definitely have connections through like the FIA to like know the right people to talk to and everything. But, right. Yeah, that's wild. Well, that was another um, thing. It's FIA endorsed, so yeah, it's going to have bro- like the whole like a whole FIA rule set. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia. So broadcasts and documentary series. So. Host broadcasters will be Aurora Media Worldwide and North One Television. Um, never heard of either of those, Maybe but I'm looking forward to it. Um, and there's going to be a three-part TV series produced to document the process of creating a brand new racing series. Nice. That's and cool. So that that actually came out in 2020 in June. This like three part docu series. 
Does um, it say what services it's on? So it was through Channel 4, which is a British public TV network. Gotcha. So I wonder if I can go back and, and track it down. But very cool. I, I like the idea. I think it's cool to see people doing these races like all over the world and getting to to do that. So and in cars that are not your typical racing cars. Mm-hmm. I think that adds a whole nother component to it, which will be pretty, pretty sweet to see. Well, and it seems like so you know how we've talked about in F1 the the chassis being built for the engine and the engine being built for the chassis and yeah. having a I'm not sure what the proper term is but like a mate like having a constructor mainline the whole process where like mm. they're responsible for it all like it works out better because those systems can be like more integrated right right yeah it seems like the cars were built from the ground up with the the format and the series itself in mind and like where they were going so like they 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 seem like a totally new thing right like they're they they only look like things i've seen at like the like the yamaha like the yamaha shop you know they look fucking mean um so yeah i think they were the cars were built with the races in mind and the races were built with the cars in mind and that to me is kind of exciting i think we're going to see a real a real blending of um, like it's going to sound weird, but like man, nature and machine in a way that yeah. it, it seems like these things are going to fucking tear the ground up. Yeah, no, the like they seem fast. All the pictures look cool and rally racing is pretty, pretty cool as well. So um, yeah, I'm intrigued. To say Six, the least. 65 days, tall and short of it. Exclusive coverage for the Extreme E Racing Series. I We're not sure what that means, but that's when it's coming. There we um, go. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely be following it along to see, see how it turns out. I'm excited. Same. Now, the other thing that I wanted to get into was a little bit of a magic update this week. A little bit different than what it's been previously. So there are for commander specifically, there's color combinations, right? Okay. So there's five colors of magic, black, red, blue, white, green. Yep. So for color identity in commander, so let's say you have a green, just green commander. That's the only color on her. You can only have green and colorless cards in your deck. Gotcha. If on your commander you have green and blue, your color identity would be green and blue. So you can have green and blue cards or multicolored green, blue cards and colorless cards in your deck. If they're, uh, if your commander is one color, can you mix in other colors at all? Or is it... No, with the format, it's not a, a thing. Not a thing. So, gotcha. so you have to choose. You have to choose the commander based on the colors that you want to use. Sometimes, you know, obviously there's benefits to a one color, a two color, a three, a four color deck. Gotcha. Now, each of them have like a, we'll say like a flavor identity, right? 
So each of them has like a like a like a a, a name, and the two colors they refer to the names refer to the names of the guilds on a plane known as Ravnica, which is like like kind of steampunky magic and beasts and like civilian law and like all these kind of ideas all wrapped okay. in one. So gotcha. there's 10 different color combinations. They all have a different name. And then there's three color combinations that are named for different clans on another plane. This yeah. is your tall and short of it. Magic lore podcast hour. So those three color combos were named for clans on a plane called Tarkir, right? Okay. And then there's four, and then obviously decks that utilize all five colors. I feel like that would be a bit much. It can be. Most of them end up being just like... They call it just like a good stuff pile where you get all of the best elements of the f of the five different colors and you just slap them all in a deck and it's probably going to be pretty good because you get the best tutors, meaning the best like search your library options. They're yeah. in black. You get access to them. Green has the best like mana ramping accelerating your resources so you gotcha. have access to that blue you get access to the best interaction so free counter spells are okay. are pretty fucking sick yeah and then in white you have premier removal meaning like one mana removal spells in pad to exile swords to plowshares prime you get access to like staxy effects things that tax the board and then what am i missing in red you get access to just like some really wonky effects but some very powerful effects gotcha. anyway in so the five color you get to benefit from all of them it does tend to be a lot rarely do they have a theme now why am i telling you all this because aaron me and Sarah have successfully built a deck with all of the color combinations. Okay. Sans the four colors. I don't have I don't have those. There are partner commanders, so you have two commanders in the command zone, and those then make up your color identity. So you would have like um for example, uh Thrasios and Timna. So Thrasios gives you access to green-blue. Timna gives you access to black-white. Two commanders in the command zone, and then your deck has 98 cards. Gotcha. Right? Four colors tend to be like, oh, wow, that's a really powerful deck, right? So like a lot of, a lot of more expensive, uh, higher-value cards. So okay. I, I nixed the four colors out. It's... I, okay, so that's... That's not entirely true. So you have the partners or four color commanders from one of the commander sets, and they're pretty old. They're expensive cards. So I don't gotcha. have any four colors, but we have one of each of the mono colors, one of each of the 10 dual colors, one of each of the three colors, a couple of five color decks, and I have one four color deck 
but that we didn't count. So there's like 30 decks that Jeez. are all like kind of individual identity, different ideas. They work differently, focus on different strategies and different things. And recently, Sarah had the combination of blue red, which is in Ravnica, they call it is it. So it's like, um, it's like spell slinging and like magic and like electricity and that kind of cool stuff. And so once we got that build done, that completed the project of having one deck for all of the color combinations and like some repeat. So I have like more than that, but, um, That's but yeah, cool. and I've been, I've been working at it like for a long time, like, ah, new cards will come out. And I'll just put them in piles. Like f there were some decks that didn't come together for a long time, but I was like putting cards away or like, ah, oh, yeah, we can move that into this list. Yeah. We'll put that there. Ooh, this land's pretty cool. And like six months later then like, all right, cool. Now we can finish that deck up cool we can finish yeah. this deck up and yeah we we finally finished it and so yeah i, I feel uh feel pretty good about that i was in the group chat like hey guys when can we play i'm just trying to play commander man that's awesome i'm that's like constantly cool, brewing that's cool that you have like can have so many different um combinations and everything and i mean with like the three color and four color there's so many different uh like permutations of the colors that you can have which right. is so right. and with each having kind of their own play style that lends itself to some interesting decks well and what's cool is and and you kind of hit on it there you can be you can be like flavorful you can be like high power you can go like a little bit of both you can try and tell a story you can try and be like silly or funny yeah. there are so many ways that you can go and and all the decks like they, they range like in different power levels um but yeah it's it's just fun to like on um like some reddit comments i i see people say like oh yeah i'm i'm just like a like a mono red player i'm like wait what you only play one deck dude you only play one deck that's what i felt like when i played league i was like i'm not a jungler or a mid laner or a top i was right. like i want to play bot lane and jungle and mid and yes I don't want to play the same champion two times in a row because that's boring well, that's what was funny like, your bro, your rank profile was hilarious ridiculous i Dude, like so many champs i would have to go back and check but i swear even this past season where i didn't play quite as much I still think I had played like 50, 60 champions in ranked. Jesus, like oh man. And you got to figure some people are just playing one champion 60 times. Yeah. But, yeah, but even that, I, I think there's like a, there's fall in that. Cause you know, then you're like obviously picking into bad matchups and this and that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's just interesting. I think variety is a spice of life. And especially in a game like that, like, Per, you said it perfectly permutations is a great word there's so there's so much you can do and just and just like i know you were getting out of league there's so many different flavors of how to play um, yeah absolutely how could you ever be satisfied
I mean, it, there's just it's exciting, like trying new things. I I don't like monotony, so I think having the ability to mix things up, uh, like you said, it's the spice of life, man. I think that I think that little comment says a lot about you, Aaron. I don't like monotony. That's why you pick the industries that you pick because you knew even if it was even if it was something you could get better at, you knew no matter what, it couldn't be the same every day. There were going to be different people, different problems, different this, different that. I think it fits me well. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> let's put let's put you on the couch, dude. What do you oh, think no. about that? Don't put me on the couch. <laughs> tell me tell, tell me about your parents and and the first time you fell in love. Let's oh, let's get into that. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we can avoid that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the parents part, uh, that's fine. <laughs> Talk no, about your your mom's good people. I don't know your dad at all. My dad's good people too. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, they're they're both both great, both teachers, uh, both very active with what they're involved with. So my dad. That's what's up. My dad's. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but my dad is the head cross country coach at Boone now. So oh, nice. There you he, go. He was this past year was his first um, first season. Doing How'd they it, do so. competitively? They were. Uh, they had a winning record. They're oh, fine. There you go. Yeah, they were solid. Nice. Um, so I think it's good because he needs something active like that to kind of keep him going. But he he and I were talking about it a bit. And he's like, I, I want to do it for a little bit, but I'm not sure how long term. I don't think he's going to be like a long term, like our one coach that we had who's there for decades. Dude, I just keep, it's just like word vomit. I keep wanting to just like say his name, like, oh yeah, that individual yeah. for you to be like, oh yeah, that guy. But yeah, I, I think that's doxing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. So yeah, we're not going to say that. Nah. But, um, but yeah, they were, they, they were good people. I saw, um, I saw the younger coach recently in life and it was mm. this really funny thing. Like he, he looked at me as though he previously believed I was dead. <laughs> it was kind of like, he was like, oh, oh, wh um, like he was at my funeral or something. It was really funny. That is like, good to see you, man. He's like, um, oh, I don't believe in ghosts. And he ran away. <laughs> it was, it was odd, man. It was really weird. Was it like Christmas Eve? You were the ghost of, of Christmas past. Yeah, I was in my nightie. I had my candle <laughs> with my cap, you know, and shuffling out of bed. And there he was. There I was, actually, I guess, in that scenario. Funny. I. Yeah, it's it's always interesting when you bump into people you haven't seen in a long time. Because um, especially when when they thought you were dead. Especially when they thought. You were dead. <laughs> um. I, I just look so different from what I did in high school, I think. So I think I catch people off guard. Like they kind of vaguely recognize me, but can't right. like put all the pieces together. I always, I still, I still remember you with your curtain of blonde. Dude, hair. I, I was about to say, I always blow people away when yeah. I, uh, I talk about, I'll be like, Oh, I used to have long hair and people are like, 
how long? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> just you wait and see. The Facebook profile is coming out. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. That's funny. That's one of my favorite uh, party tricks. <laughs> Damn. The, it, the, the act of the disappearing hair. It blows people's minds. Yeah, it's still disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> At a but, rate quicker than the glaciers. Seriously. Just receding. But, that's funny. I that's funny that you bumped into him. But uh but yeah, so my parents back to my parents are good people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um that was that was kind of all I had. I feel like uh I feel like I've been hogging this episode, man. No, I think uh I think we had some pretty good conversation. I don't have uh really much else to add, but uh in that case I guess we can wrap things up. Yeah, take us out of here. I've done enough talking. Well, thanks everyone for listening, watching. Um, you can find us on anchor.fm if you're looking to listen to the pod just uh, through your headphones. Um, you can also find us on Spotify. And you can always find us on Twitter at tall and short of one. We're looking for uh, anyone who's willing to interact and kind of give us some feedback. Always uh, happy to take that. And want to hopefully get the community involved a little bit. Um, and of course this will be up on YouTube as well. So amen, brother. Yeah. I think I hit all the different, uh, self promo, but, uh, I, I believe, I think that was all the, all the buttons hit the likes, the subscribes. Beautiful. So with that guys, uh, we'll take you out. Um, thanks for listening to the tall and short of it podcast season two. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Good night, everybody.